Oh yeah, I can talk about yeah. it. So actually, there was a whole episode that uh, actually our last episode because I just released it um, kind of on my own. But yeah, I recorded a podcast up in New York City. Uh, it's my friend in Atlanta. He has his own podcast, and he interviewed me, just kind of a one-on-one sit-down type of thing, and we talked a little bit about kind of how we became business partners yeah. after being lifelong friends since we were like 12 years old. And we got into our New York trip a little bit. So if you want the full scoop, go listen to that one that I just uploaded yeah. earlier. So, um, but yeah, the, the general takeaway is I got to go to VaynerMedia, which everybody knows if they know me at all, that I'm a Gary Vee freak. Yep. I'm a Gary Vee fanatic. Um, so, it all started with like a random tweet that I sent to Gary's brother, AJ. And I knew that they were doing some stuff down here in Tampa with a couple of NFL players because they have Vayner Sports, which is their sports agency that they run. And I randomly sent AJ a tweet and I was like, hey man, I live in Tampa. I have this marketing agency and like we'd basically love to help you guys out if you're interested. And I got an email like five minutes later from AJ saying, you know, basically, hey man, like, you know, I'd love to consider, you know, how we can work together and I'd love to potentially work with you and like, let's talk about it. And I hopped on the phone with a couple of the guys on their team mm. and did a couple things for free to kind of prove what we could do and show some stuff. And eventually it led to an in-person meeting in New York City at VaynerMedia, which was one of the coolest experiences in my life because I've seen their office in like tons of YouTube videos over the years. Like I obviously listened to Gary, like two or three times a week to get myself, you know, ready for the business mindset for the week. And it was just really cool to be there and to see, you know, how their team is and how everybody interacts and just like the general vibe of the office and didn't get to meet Gary because Gary was of course just off doing his own stuff. Garage sale. Yeah. Yeah. He was probably at a garage sale buying square guns. Yeah. He was probably (laughs) buying square guns or dolls or something and selling them on eBay for 12 bucks. But, uh, rewind. To the beginning of that. How did it all start? How did what all start? Is that whole thing. A tweet. A tweet. Yeah. That's all I wanted to point out. Yeah. One tweet. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yep. I know y'all know what I'm about to say. Somebody say it for me. Closed mouths don't get fed. Closed mouths don't get fed. <laughs> Come on now. Yep. So that was pretty much my New York trip. But yeah, we go into more detail on the on the feature episode that yeah. I just uploaded. So For sure. Yeah. So let's talk about us back in the day. Yeah. For some for some of us, back in the day it was a little bit longer ago. I just turned thirty six <laughs> the other day, so um so I think it's you know, remembering back to what I was like, you know, when we were talking about back in the day, we had this whole conversation at our our group that we did the other day when we were thinking about having a coffee together. What were we like in middle school and high school? <laughs> and I don't know about you guys, like I was nothing like I am right now. No. In middle school and high school. Like, people who know me now, they know me, like, I love to talk a lot. I'm this, like, major extrovert, love being around people. In middle school and high school, I was one of the shyest people that you would ever meet. Um, I told you guys yesterday, I was, um, I was, you could probably say more of a nerd. I graduated with a 4.15 GPA in high school. Um, so, yeah, it was not the way that I, I mean, were you guys... What, what was your kind of personality like when yeah. it came to that kind of stuff? Like extrovert, introvert, like were you a people person? Like Colton smiling. I, <laughs> I, I just know where we're going with your conversation, so I'm so excited for it. Oh, okay. Sure. Ryan was captain of the color guard team. So. That's not, it's <laughs> not true. 
So, yeah, I, I told them, and I think people love when I tell them this it's because I was, I was such an, uh, an introvert all through middle school, my first two years of high school, and there's something that I, I got involved in the summer before my junior year of high school that changed my life forever, made me an extrovert, made me confident in who I am, and it was uh, all-star cheerleading. And so my brother's, uh, my younger brother's football coach, his fiance owned this team, uh, all-star cheerleading team, the ones that you see up on ESPN and stuff like that. They asked, they kept asking me to come and, and try it mm-hmm. and, and be a part of it. And I was like, no, there's no way I'm going to be a cheerleader. No, there's no way. So finally they said, just come and just try it one night. And and we were just having this conversation about what our love language are. Is, yeah. And I'm a big words affirmation person. So you know how he got me to go is he said, hey, you're, you're really strong. <laughs> so we could really use you. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, all right, I'm in. Uh, so I go. And my whole childhood, I played baseball um, and from the time I was five until like I graduated high school. And the best play I ever made, playing baseball growing up, I made a double play when I was like a freshman or sophomore in high school to take our team in, in the kind of district tournament to the championship game. We had a double play, playing second base. And the result of that was my 40-year-old coach coming and smacking me as hard as he could on my butt and saying, good game, right? <laughs> Best thing I ever did in, in sports growing up before then. My first day of going to cheerleading practice, I'm 16 years old. Mm-hmm. I go and they keep, they're teaching me how to do new things. They taught me how to toss the girls and catch them with the hands and stuff like that. And every time I learned how to do something new, I had 20 girls running and giving me a hug and telling <laughs> me how awesome I was. And 16-year-old Ryan was like, this yeah. is the best thing ever. Like, why did I wait so long to try this? How much money do you guys need? Here's all of the money I have. Like, <laughs> just allow me to keep doing this. And But it was doing that that, like, brought out this weird confidence in me mm-hmm. where I became way more outgoing in school. I became way more extroverted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had made so many more friends. And it was actually the way I met my wife was mm, was to be. cheerleading wow. as well. Dude, so. look, in hindsight, I wish I would have cheerleaded because I would have been a great spotter, first of all. Sure, for sure. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my, my love language, you know. Your love language of touch. You would have really got that so, mad. I'd have been a great cheerleader. Um, I played football for like ten years and like looking back at it, dude, I in Florida dude, football sucks, bro. Like I love the games, you know, you're out there, you're on the battlefield and you know you trying yeah. to kill the other team, but when it's like four o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon in Florida, yeah. and your full pads on, yeah. it's a hundred degrees humidity, dude. I would sit there and stare at the clouds and just pray for one lightning strike, like every mm-hmm. single day. Because then you go, then you, then you go home. Yeah, then you go home. Yeah, should have been a cheerleader. Yeah, no. yeah. but I, I feel like Colton. I feel like I know. I, I feel like when I was in high school, mm-hmm. I know the Coltons. Yeah. Like, what, like, tell me if I'm right. In, oh, you're right. In, in whatever, you're about say, whatever you're about to say. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine, I imagine Fohawks, some kind of spiked hair with a lot of gel. Yeah. Just major tan, probably chain, some kind of a chain. Yeah. Or some no, the chain wasn't around yet, dude. I didn't have a chain yet. Okay. And Hardy yeah, shirts? No, no. no, man. I, uh, <laughs> cut off sometimes, you know, if I could wear them, I'd get away with it. Yeah. Cut off going. Yeah. Dude, I was a GTL guy, right? Off. I was all up in the Jersey Shore, man. I was just trying to fit in. I'm not proud of my high school years. I don't look back. Right <laughs> I don't. I'm embarrassed of my high school years. I think that was just like, I think for everybody, that's just um, 
the time of your life when you're just trying to fit in and see what your, your role in life is. Right. Yeah. Um, and just trying to be cool, trying to be popular, trying to be liked, trying to be accepted. So, um, yeah, I, I can think of a word I, I would, I'm not going to use in this podcast that describes me very accurately. Uh, I think we know what the word is. Uh, well, yeah, well, yes, you do. Uh, but for that, a good one would be definitely, I was a tool. I was totally a tool. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kurt, I feel like you're, you have to be exactly the same. Pretty similar. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't see that, dude. I can see him as more of a reserved... A little bit. Yeah. I was kind of, like... I was always one of the ones that was kind of in the middle. Like, I could relate to the nerds, but I was, like, kind of cool with the popular cool kids. Because, like, I would be on... Like, for example, like, I did track and field uh, in middle school slash, like, early high school. I did basketball. And I wasn't good at any of them. But, um... I was always, like, in the crowds that were, like, popular kids and cool kids, but then, like, I was also really cool with all the nerdy kids in the school, and, like, um, video games and, like, stuff like that was, like, my hobby on the side. Mm-hmm. I was a closet gamer, dude. Oh, dude, all, all we did, that's all we did in high school was play video games. Like, my core group of friends, like, we were super into Halo and I Call was, of Duty. I wasted half my life on video games. Yeah. It was just, like... Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say I'm kind of similar because, like, in a way now, yeah. like, I can kind of relate to everybody, but I think my confidence has just grown over time. Like, as I've become more into, you know, being my own person and not caring as much about what other people think. But I, I don't know. I come from a small town where, like, like all the parents are friends. Right. And, like, it's just generations of families that have been there for a super long time. And... My family didn't grow up with any of those other families. Like, my parents aren't friends with any of the other families. And, like, we never just, like, naturally kind of fit into everybody else. So yeah. I was never, like, you know, super in with everybody. Right. But, um, but yeah, I was kind of in the middle, I'd say. Yeah. When you think back to, like, high school, because I, I do this sometimes when, you know, um, when I look back. Like, what, what are things that you guys are, like, are really glad that you did? And then what are things that you, like, majorly regret hmm. doing when you were in high school? Because, for, like, for me, I think the thing that I am glad I did mm-hmm. is every every single week for four years of high school, I grew up in, in South Florida, every single week I was invited to go to parties. Mm-hmm. Every single week for four years. And I am so glad I did not go to those parties. Oh, gosh, I can say the opposite. <laughs> and I know that Colton's on the opposite of yeah. the spectrum. Yeah. I wish I wouldn't have gone all of them. Yeah, and that's your regret, right? I used to have a shirt that said, man up. That was the stupidest thing to wear at parties, dude. <laughs> man up, dude. Take it. Oh, I'm never wearing this again. I mean, I remember, I think, looking back, there's so many people that I knew in that time, the the kind of, it, how it shaped a lot of their life. I remember, But I remember... I just told this story to a, a group of, of teens from our church. I, I taught them yesterday. I did a, a teaching for them. And um, I remember at some of those parties I was invited to, all my friends were, you know, from school were, were there. But a girl that I knew um, overdosed like on ecstasy and was in a coma for like two months or something crazy. When she came back to school, it was like super weird because it's like, do you address it or do you yeah. not? But like, it was just this whole life. And I'm like, I look back on it and I'm like, I'm so glad that I didn't. I never okay, that's super that extreme. I never even like saw physical drugs. Or anything. I mean, maybe like marijuana or something like that. But, like, oh, dude, at, at our school, I, I in my senior year, I worked in the office as like an office day because I had like free periods, and so I just like was filling my time. 
Uh, no lie, no lie. Probably at least once a week was an ambulance called to our school because somebody took drugs during school in Fort Myers, Florida, baby. Oh, yeah. Down to 239. I don't know about that Fort Myers. He's got it. Oh, and you want to know something about me when I was younger, too? I I grew up, and Kurtz is the same way. I grew up on hip hop. Like, oh, I yeah. love, like, old, especially old school rap and stuff like yeah. that. You like that Biggie, dude. I, I, yeah, I grew up in, in the era of I was like Biggie, Tupac, and uh, Outkast is still one of my favorite all time like, groups. I really like that. Um, so you, like, it's funny because you'll you'll hear it come out of me sometimes. I, <laughs> usually it doesn't, but sometimes it just kind of comes out. I have a really good switch. Like if I get around the friends, that street talk growing up comes out where you say a lot of <laughs> slang and a lot of words, that, and then you have your professional setting talk where you would never say this word. My mom gets so freaked out. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like snaps on me. I don't know why I liked hip hop growing up because we, I grew up outside of Pittsburgh, about an hour away, and there's no hip hop culture up there. It's just like fields and people have trucks and like it's a small town, so it's not really a hip hop type of area. But I don't know. I just always liked it. You know, so, so back to with with regrets and and um, and things that you're like glad that you were a part of when you were in school. You know, for me, I was always I think coming into. It was a weird transition for me because my entire life, you know, in the beginning of my life, I was like a little more advanced, like physically, like I grew up quick and athletically I was ahead of all the kids and I was like the star of the team. Mm -hmm. Um, And then what happened when I hit high school, that all transitioned and that all switched like later in middle school, like I was a slow bloomer. I didn't hit my growth spurt until like late junior year. So I'm this tiny kid with this massive ego trying to fit into the crowd. So for me, it was either like, you either love me or you really hated me. Yeah. Like, you couldn't stand me. And so I- Is that, Isn't it the same way right now? No, not, oh, much, okay. not so much anymore. <laughs> it has transitioned, I've rounded out of it, which is unique to me that I have a lot more friends. I mean, I definitely have my close friends, but I wasn't, I'm an extrovert and introvert. You know, I like my close ones, but yeah, no, that's, that's a transition for me. So going through high school and being humbled through life and, that was just a, a yeah. difficult process. So yeah. I think the thing I regret is like really trying to be liked so much. Sure. You know, trying to be like trying to be fit in so much and being at, be wanting to be at every single party and just wanting to fit in. Yeah. You know, looking at it now. That's probably my biggest regret. Yeah. You gotta go through it. I was gonna say there's nothing I really regret other than like you said, just like caring so much about what other people think and mm-hmm. like that's just what people go through in high school. I think it's just part of the process. But yeah. yeah. Um, nothing really I regret too much. Um, stuff I'm glad I did was not get too into drinking until maybe like late senior year. Um, obviously I got into it in college and whatnot, but I was just kind of, my parents were somewhat strict in terms of like, always wanted to know where I was, like, you know, once the once it was getting nighttime and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I had- Do you have a curfew? curfew? No, not like a, not like a set curfew or anything. Do you have a curfew? No, my parents, I was a, classic goody two shoes yeah so i my parents knew i was never going to be out doing something crazy so i never really had a curfew but it like it wasn't necessary you had one yeah i did <laughs> mine I, like, and how, but, but did you ever were you did you more keep it or did you like always break it oh i was 95 percent of the time i was there on the dot and you, <laughs> you timed it out just, timed it out just in time out. or I was late. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the last five percent. And my mom, like she's a light sleeper. She every time she knew when I was home or if I was uh, if I was late. Yeah. As long as I didn't drink and drive, I was good. Yeah. So right out of high school you both went to college, right? Yep. And then immediately after high school I joined the military. Mm-hmm. So looking back on on our personalities when you when we were in middle school and high school 
what do you think you, um, how do you think you've changed the most since that time? For you guys, this has been what? Coming up on 10 years? Close? Yeah. yeah. Out of high school? Yeah. Jeez, dude. Uh, yeah, 10. Yeah. It's so scary to me, bro. Yeah. Well, when you're getting closer to I'm, my 20 year reunion is next year. So, um, oh, yeah. My 10 is. Are you going to yell? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to go see all these people. And so, again, I don't even like everyone talks about it. Like, I don't really want to go back. I hate yeah. it. Years, dude. Like, it's not for me. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I Going back and seeing all these people and, and yeah. seeing how much people have changed or yeah. not changed. I wouldn't mind. I, I love people watching. So, I. These things are incredibly entertaining to me. Yeah. yeah. So, so for you guys, how do you how do you think you've changed um, the most? More confident. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just more comfortable with myself, and like, I think over time I've realized and started to accept the fact that like everybody's got shortcomings, everybody's got things that they suck at, everybody has things that they can't control about themselves and about their lives, and I used to let that stuff all get to me, but. I think over time and just with more experiences and um, obviously more like accomplishments and things like that, you just kind of start to, well, at least me, I started to kind of push that stuff aside and just be more comfortable with who I am. So yeah. that's the main thing. I used to be super insecure about everything. Like I had bad acne, like middle school all the way up through like sophomore year of college. And it was like really bad acne. Like it was like all over my face and it just really got to me. And I never felt like I could, I don't know, like talk to girls and like. Did you have a nickname, dude? Did any of y'all have a nickname? No. I had butt chin, man. Yeah? Yeah, that was it, dude. I grew up since like middle school, that was the one, dude. There you go. No, I didn't have any, but you know, I was like smaller, shorter, had acne. It was like, you know, all the typical stuff that people yeah. make fun of. And there, there were people that would literally make fun of it all the time. Hmm. And just, yeah. There dude, was a, kids are brutal, bro. There was a period of time kids where I got made fun dude. of them. Like, all kids, dude, they're brutal. I dive into this on the last podcast, too, but there was a period of time where I got made fun of so bad by, like, my group of friends. Like, I had this whole group, and then randomly they all turned on me, and I was, like, the target. And I don't know if Yeah, bro, and you, like, invite it, and then you never say anything because you don't want to be, like, soft, so you just can take it. Yeah, yeah, so I You just gotta punch one of them in the neck or something one time, dude. Get it out of the way. That's great, that's great advice, man. Yeah. Dude, when you're young, you get away with it, bro. I'll tell you what, I used to do that. It's one of my friends, Jacob. One time he turned around and punched me so hard in the chest. I never said anything else to him, ever. All right. So yours is confidence. How do you think you've changed the most? Mine's the same thing. I think that I was, I had a... Definitely a difference between like a confidence and a cockiness. I think my cockiness was like, you know, derived from my insecurity and wanting to fit in and doing everything I could, you know, doing the the GTL, working out, trying to be slow, trying to be tame, trying just like trying to be like, and it was a false sense of security. Um, so I think just through life's experience of humbling me um, and, and losing that inferiority complex is, is just the biggest thing that changed for me and just being more vulnerable, more open. Yeah, I think I think a lot of the, a lot of it for me too was like. I used to think that cool in my hometown was like being friends with all those people that had generations and generations of families there because like I hadn't experienced anything out of my hometown. So when they're the coolest people in the town, you're like, okay, like I guess being friends with them and being liked by them is the cool thing to do. And it's almost like, all right, that's what success is in this town is like being in with all those people. And then went to college and I was in Pittsburgh, which I mean, of course, it's a little bit bigger and there's more people than my hometown. And once you realize that like, even those kids that were cool in high school and like in your hometown, like when you go to a bigger area, like they don't matter that much. 
And if you threw those people into like a bigger pool of people, like it's like they're not that big of a deal. Yeah. And I think once you just, I think college for me was that awakening moment where it was like, oh, like the world's out here and it's not just my little town. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then moving to Florida was just like a whole nother experience. I was just like, all right, like, there's so many people out here. I think I just figured it out. So my brother was like the popular. He was, you know, six years older. My brother and all their friends, they were fighters, man. They loved to fight and yeah. they had a squad and they were known for it and they were known around town. So I always, like, I never had a fight because I would just go run behind the big boys. Yeah. So I used to just talk. I used to run my mouth all the time. Yeah. And I had the protection of it. So that's. Yeah. yeah, I think it's interesting that you guys both said confidence because I think that's, I think it's the same. I think it's interesting yeah. that as you grow older, and you have more life experience, you just become more confident. Mm-hmm. And like the things that were that were a big deal when you're younger, um, they just like they you have a whole different perspective as you mm-hmm. as you age. Um, you know, so now being in my unfortunate late thirties being thirty six, no, but I can look man. I can look back and I can think of like you said, like I think when you take into perspective, here's all the things that I thought were really important in my life and like the opinions of these people. But now like you get, you get further and further away from that. And you're like, none of those things actually matter. No. Me fitting in with the, these kids that I thought were important in high school, none of that mattered. Yeah. But it was, it was a lot of the, the things that I did behind the scenes that actually mattered. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of the studying I did. It was a lot of the like learning things, a lot of the life experience I had doing different things. Um, and especially, you know, coming out of there, joining the military and learning a lot of leadership things and, um, getting more comfortable with the things that I was uncomfortable with when I was younger. Like speaking in front of a group of people when I was in high school would have seemed like I remember the first time. I remember the first time when right when I graduated um, with the youth group that I grew up in down in Fort Myers. They said, "Hey, would you want to come and teach?" And I so I went to a room of like twenty people, and I remember I had my notes of, of the things I wanted to talk about, and I just remember sitting there like shaking, like the paper was making noise because I was shaking so much, so I like put it down and so. So I used to be terrified, but like, as I've gone through life and I've done the, like, I've done that more and more and I've just experienced it over and over again. Then now like I stand up, you know, on the stage in front of thousands of people on the, on, you know, on the weekends and stuff like that. So. I think you just begin to accept the insecurities and like Jake was saying earlier, you realize you're not perfect. And so I don't know if it was you who said it, somebody said it the other day, but it's like the end of eight mile when he, when he hands the mic back, but like he ends up roasting himself and says everything bad about himself and he's like, he hands the mic back and it's over. Yeah. Exactly. Like once you realize, all right, well, I'm not perfect. I can't be perfect, and I have these insecurities, and it is what it is. Yeah. And that power is kind of taken away from it as well. Yeah, I think it's the, it's the perspective of what's important and what's not important. I think you you have that, and it's, it is that that self confidence. It's that, and it's also when you realize not only that, like you know, you have to come to terms with yourself, but you realize also over time, like everybody has stuff that sucks about them. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's true. Like, you, I don't know, like, yeah. I have stuff, like, some people might look at me from the outside and be like, oh, he's running his own business, he does what he wants every day, he's in a serious relationship, he's, I don't know, he's in Tampa, living a good life, but it's like, yeah, there's stuff that sucks about me, too. I agree, man. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's funny because our parents, I'm sure we've all got to talk with, they all sit down and like, none of this matters. Like, yeah. You're going to have like one or two friends when you leave high school. And at the time, you're like, nah, this is life. Like, yeah. You don't understand what it's like out here, mom, in high school. Which, I mean, it's all true for both sides, but really, I mean, you're about to have that conversation, man. Yeah, the people that you look up to the most suck at some, like, a lot of stuff. It's true. Like, who's somebody you guys look up to? Like, random thing. Tony Robbins? Yeah, oh, I thought you were serious. Yeah, I said like, 
people we know? Because no, no, like no. I didn't want to say somebody's name and be like, no. Are you listening to this? Like Tony Robbins probably sucks at a lot of stuff. Yeah. Gary B probably sucks at a lot of stuff. I want to know what he sucks at. I think he should be honest. I want to know yeah. what does he take? What is he on? I want to know the truth <laughs> behind it because I think he spews like some my life so much. Yeah. Thinking that. But I think that's the realization. Though. It's like when you realize everybody has their things that yeah. they're not good at that they have shortcomings in. It's like, what are you going to judge yourself for when you realize that everybody's got issues? Yeah. But yeah, that's just one of those things when you're younger, you don't. Yeah, you don't know because you don't know anybody other than people in your high school. You know, like 200 people. You went to a small town, brother. Yeah, 225 people I graduated yeah. with. Yeah, when you're, yeah, I think my class is 500 people. So. Were you number one in your class? 4.15 wasn't number one? No. Oh my God. Oh, we had super smart kids. I think I was in, in a class of like 500, I think I was just like just outside the top. What's of the highest you can get? Like four. Oh, we had in all those like honors classes and stuff like that. I think we had kids that graduated like a four point five or like a four point six. Why don't they just? Stupid. Why don't they just raise it to five? Like, why is that not the top? Because it's all like that. What was your GPA? Uh, three three with cheating. Good. With cheating. Yeah. Yeah, I had the worst Dude, I out of math class. What was your GPA? 3.1, 3.2. Do you think that Thomas had a higher GPA than you or no? Uh, yes, for sure. All right, we'll have to do a follow-up on that. Yeah, I bet see you, what, what Jake Thomas is. I bet it's like a 3.8. Yeah, I feel like I, that makes me look bad. Just math class, only cheated in math class. Yeah, if you, I was hoping that you would give some clarity too. <laughs> That's the only time I cheated in, bro. And once yeah. you throw in the towel of math, you gotta ride the cheat wave through. Oh, <laughs> once you miss out on algebra, you miss out on everything. Yeah, throw in the towel. And that came to bite me in college, man. Yeah, math just math just snowballs. If you don't learn the fundamentals, you're screwed. Spent like over a hundred hours in the tutoring center just trying to get through methods of calculus, which is like the boom. Yeah, you want to know what? When I graduated high school, joined the Air Force, I waited like five or six years to start taking college classes. One of the first um, things I tried to do was college algebra. And I don't know, I felt like in that five or six year gap between finishing high school and starting that, I felt like they reinvented math. Mm -hmm. And I I was great at math in high school, but I was like, I've never seen this before in my life. Like, I have no idea. I, I barely. Still stresses me out, man. I mean, hard you, your, is your heart rate up right now? Yeah. I, bar I, like, I barely passed my college math class, but I only had to take one when I was in seminary, but. Yeah. Um, it was enough to, to just freak me out. It's funny how none of that matters. Man. Nope. I think derivatives are stupid. I think anti-derivatives are stupid. I think none of that stuff should be taken, yeah. man. I was, um, I was at the dog park this morning and I saw some girl like writing these math equations in her notebook and I was like, man, if only she knew that literally is not going to matter in like a couple years. I feel bad because I, I don't know if I deterred this person. I met somebody the other day, um, at church and they're here they're going to school at USF and I'm like oh cool what are you going to school for and they're like electrical engineering I was like oh my brother-in-law is an electrical engineer and I remember going to visit him when he was at the University of Florida and I went to his apartment and there was just like uh, butcher paper like all yeah. along the walls and they just had math equations written on the walls mm -hmm. and I was like that just seemed miserable and he goes and he just looked at me and he goes 
yeah, I'm thinking about changing my major. And I was like, oh man, I feel like I just like, <laughs> just this, this kid. To the like, one benefit on a human level, I will say that because I had to relearn everything, I saw another side of math. And the, the side of math I saw was up until my life, dude, if I even pull out direction, and this happened like two days ago, to put together a vacuum, I thought, not doing it, that's too much, dude. So <laughs> it really is the problem solving skills, being able to sit there and solve a problem and achieve something that it taught you the patience of having to solve a problem. Um, so, I mean, that was actually, I started to enjoy math after doing 100 hours tutoring. Um, but yeah, I can see that. I think it affects every of your life, whether any problem, I think even reaction speed can come down to that. Yeah. On a scientific level, I think math can help you in that way, but I still think it sucks. Uh, I, almost, I almost won the spelling bee. When? Eighth grade. I was second. They still had spelling bees in eighth grade? It was like seventh or seventh grade. I got second place. Good for you, man. Subsidiary was the word that got me. Now y'all got anything else? We gotta wrap this bad boy up. That's it. How Just we... the fact that he almost won a spelling bee. You hated math. Yeah. He had a fake tan. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great place to end. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah that's good. One. All, All right, right. sign it off, Kurtz. Huh? Sign it off, sign it off bro. Oh, I didn't know I had to do that part. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you rate us. Dude. Leave a written review because that really helps with the rankings in the Apple Store. And follow along on Instagram at Making It in Tampa Bay. And we'll see you guys next time. That's it. And say it out loud.